Alvern here. Today we have a special show on where we'll be looking at all things endometriosis. And to do that, I have a special guest on with myself. Her name is Ali. And I'm just going to let Ali introduce herself. Over to you, Ali. Hi, ladies. Thank you, Alvern. Hi, ladies. My name is Ali. And I'm delighted to be part of this discussion uh, in relation to endometriosis. Um, I hope you find it useful and I am ready for all questions. Thanks, Alvern. Brilliant. You're very welcome. So before we get into it, um, there would be some people on here who wouldn't know anything about that very big long word that we just called. So I'll let you start off by defining or giving your definition of what endometriosis is all about. Okay, so uh, endometriosis is basically where the lining of your womb grows outside of the womb on different organs around your body. So it, in my case, um, it is attached to the back of my womb, um, to my intestines, my stomach and I also have some um, down towards my hips. Uh, it is basically the lining of the womb. Doctors still don't know why but it grows in these places and can cause uh, a various amount of symptoms that can be quite debilitating. But that's essentially what endometriosis is. Um, every month it, it sheds the same way as the lining of your womb when you have your period and that can be a particularly difficult time for women who have this disease. Perfect. All right. That actually sounds quite scary. Um, I know a lot of uh, women suffer, suffer from it um, around the world. Some of them don't even know they have it. So this leads me to the very next question. Um, when did you realize you had it? So, I realized I had it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be finally referred uh, to a South African doctor called Dr. Kroon. And um, before that, it had been 11 years of me trying to find out what these symptoms meant. And I had been told by several different doctors, most of them Irish, um, and that's important later on. Um, it's just, it's not particularly well known in Ireland or studied by general practitioners um, but it was 11 years of me being told by different doctors that I had uh, irritable bowel syndrome that I suffered from um, desmenorrhea which is painful periods and other doctors actually used the term inverted commas ghost pains which was wow. almost suggesting that I was making it up um, but I knew myself that it's not normal every month to vomit with your periods, to get diarrhea, bloating, constipation sometimes, and vicious headaches. Um, so I knew deep down it wasn't irritable bowel syndrome, there was something more serious going on. And it was only when I tried for, for a baby, um, after I was married for two years. So uh, I was trying for my, with my husband for two years to become pregnant and it was it, we had no success i had never fallen pregnant so i went to get a referral to this very very um highly educated lady who is 
very focused on endometriosis and fertility issues and she knew the minute I told her my symptoms what was wrong. Perfect. Wow. That is amazing. Um, and then in terms of work, because you know this um, podcast I always try to help women, okay, there's other things that you get success in work, like you know, um, doing the right things, learning with different skills and stuff like that. But this, um, as far as I'm aware, because I think one of my sisters actually suffers from the same um, uh, problem or issue, um, it affects not only um, your everyday life, but your work, as well as if you go to college, it affects college work as well. So how, in, in terms of from your point of view, how did it affect you and how did it affect your work at present or even before you even knew you had it? So that's a great question. Um, so along with my having difficulties in falling pregnant, every month I would feel um, excruciating pain with my period and a few days beforehand I would get very bad migraines. Um, I didn't know it this time because it was before I was diagnosed, but I actually had um, some endometriosis growing around uh, up inside my, my jaw as well, which can cause um, migraines. And I, I finally got the, the diagnosis after the Dr. Kroon put together my IBS type symptoms where I had vicious cramps, bloating, constipation mixed with diarrhea as well as she asked about the other symptoms like my migraines I told her of, about how sluggish I was and how I had very little energy ever um, and also 80% of women who suffer with endometriosis are diagnosed with anxiety or depression to, to some degree and unfortunately I was in that 80% um, so I explained to her that I used to get panic attacks and I suffered with anxiety and she she was the only doctor to put it together, put all the symptoms together under, under the umbrella and say to me, I believe you have endometriosis. I mm -hmm. can do a quick scan to confirm that and then it is only diagnosed fully after you've had a laparoscopy, which is keyhole wow. surgery to confirm that the endometriosis is there and then it's lasered away. Wow. That's amazing. And then yeah. in terms of, of your, your marriage, I mean, you said you, you're married, so um, mm -hmm. of course I know that, but it's just for the, the listeners out there. So how does it affect mm -hmm. marriage? Because this is like every single month. Absolutely. So uh, again, a really important area to be addressed. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a very understanding, loving, compassionate husband who he understands that sometimes um, making love can be very painful for me um, and it's natural if you're about to experience something painful that you tense up so he he would know why that was happening and if I if I didn't want to to actually go ahead and, and have intercourse he was very understanding and he has researched the the illness himself and um, he, he talks to me constantly about how I'm feeling and but it is very upsetting as a woman when you're in love and you want to be physically intimate with your husband but it actually hurts really really badly to have intercourse and also to orgasm it can be really painful as well um, so I, I've actually got a, a Twitter um, account where I talk to women around the world about endometriosis and 
I've spoken to some of them who've actually had relationships end in divorce because wow. of of the symptoms of endometriosis um, and not being with somebody who I suppose is going to hold your hand through this illness and um, is prepared to to take the good with the bad. There are there are times when it doesn't hurt as bad. Um, mm-hmm. And we we celebrate those, and then when when it is very painful, we just find other ways to be intimate. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's really really scary. It's some women to not knowing that they have it, and then the husband not knowing that they have it, and and then just getting yeah. divorced for something as as simple as that. If they, if they only can find the right help um, for their particular requirements. Absolutely, and I I. From my research, um, before I, d- I wrote my book, the average time it takes to be fully diagnosed from the time you have symptoms is seven years, and that's that's wow. kind of a global average, which is, in in my eyes, it's completely unacceptable that women have to suffer like this, and it's just not getting the attention that it absolutely de- deserves. With 175 million women around the world having this awful illness to put up with and it's not getting the funding to find research as well um, and I feel that really needs to change. Wow, that is, that is really, really heartbreaking, isn't it? It's very hard and I have, I have two daughters myself. I had to have laparoscopy surgery twice in order to become pregnant but I'm absolutely so blessed to have those two little girls and I'm also terrified that they're going to grow up and there won't have been a cure um, found in time by the time they start their periods. Mm. Another um, another indication that you're going to have this, um, women who t- start their periods earlier tend to be the ones that, that go on to develop endometriosis. Um, I was 11 when I started my periods and my mother um, has mild endometriosis but it's it's widely believed to be hereditary and I have an auntie on my father's side who definitely had endometriosis during her her fertile years and another auntie on my mother's side who has it as well so the okay. chances are um, I'm really really hoping that neither of my little girls have it but at the same time I need to be realistic um, and just be prepared um, to have a conversation with them that's going to um, educate them about what they can do because there are things you can do but I also hope through doing a book and a podcast like this to raise awareness and even to f- start fundraising for a, re- uh, a cure for this illness mm-hmm. um, because women around the world deserve this to to be cured and to, to go on and have normal uh, relationships and a normal pain-free life. Yeah, I agree with you. So for the listeners out there, because obviously um, some of the women who are um, will be listening to this particular podcast, they will mm-hmm. probably be like you, be trying to have children. And you mentioned yeah. the other thing earlier about you had to have the, the surgery um, in order to have children. What should be their approach? Um, okay, if they find out, or maybe they haven't found out yet that they, they have um, endometriosis. So if you can come from two different angles, for those who haven't found out yet, and then for those who have found out, what is their approach to, um, towards getting pregnant? Obviously, there are some people who would not be fertile, but for those who are fertile, you know, what should be their approach step by step to ensure that they, they take the right step towards um, becoming pregnant? 
Great question. So I would say if you have not been diagnosed and doctors will not confirm it until they have done the laparoscopy surgery, um, it's really the only 100% sure way to know when they actually go into your abdomen um, with keyhole surgery to see the lesions in there. Um, what I would advise is if you have some of the symptoms that I've mentioned, please suggest to your GP, especially if it coincides with anxiety or depression, say to them, is there any chance that I could have endometriosis or can we discuss me being referred to somebody who can um, who can finally diagnose me or a gynecologist who specializes in it and see what their response is. They should be open to that discussion and open to that referral and try to do that as soon as possible because we shouldn't suffer like this. Um, there are things that can be done but it needs to be diagnosed quicker and doctors need to ask these questions to form a full view of what could potentially be going on with you and not just pass it off as irritable bowel syndrome or ghost pains in inverted commas. Um, the other advice I would give if you have been diagnosed with it and you want to try having a baby, um, please go ahead and have the laparoscopy surgery. It is, it's, it's minimally invasive, it's keyhole surgery. There is a recovery time, um, four to six weeks usually, uh, to make sure that you're back up and running and then maybe do what, what myself and my husband did. After the surgery, we decided, do you know what? We're gonna go on a holiday together. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just let's not talk about uh, starting a family. We're just gonna relax and enjoy each other's company. And actually for me, we ended up coming back pregnant. Um, oh, so that, ha that actually happened three months after my first laparoscopy, I found out I was expecting. Um, and it was quite an emotional time. It was Christmas Eve when I did the test oh, and right. found out that <laughs> I found out that I was expecting and it was so emotional to be able to say um, after a two year struggle and all of this pain that um, our family dream was, was starting to come true and now I have a five year old little girl and I was lucky enough then after my second laparoscopy to fall pregnant again and I have my second little girl who's almost three but I would also suggest um, I, I would suggest to discuss all of your options with your gynecologist including uh, possibly taking um, natural supplements to increase your fertility uh, trying to cut down on things that would um, affect fertility for everybody like alcohol or smoking I gave up smoking completely um, because I wanted to start a family. I just wanted to give myself every chance I could. And in my mm. book, I talk about all the supplements um, that are required to just make you as fertile as possible. Um, mm. And then after the laparoscopy, uh, if it's successful, you should fall pregnant. Now, I, I'm not saying every single person will. There may be mm. other issues as well. Um, but to give yourself every chance, go for the surgery and um, take time to recover, relax and see what happens. Yeah, that's very good. Thanks so much for that advice, all the ladies. And so my heart goes out to all the women who are suffering with endometriosis. Um, so, okay, you've gone, you found out you've had it, you've gone and you've had kids. So what do you do now? Now that you've, you know you have it, there's something that you probably need to do every, um, every month or um, twice a year, or like what do you do to maintain and to keep things under control? 
So great question again. Um, through trial and error, I discovered that uh, in the beginning I was taking painkillers, but I just I, I decided I don't want to do that for the rest of my my life. So there needs to be other ways I can manage the pain. So what I do is um, I'm a big fan of yoga, and uh, there's one particular position called the Sufi grind. Uh, which is an exercise that really helps with the cramps and discomfort yeah. that come with endometriosis. I do some very, very slow jogging mm-hmm. um, when I get when I get the chance. But um, some people might say, "Okay, well, if you have if you can go jogging, you must have energy." But I always feel exhausted with my endometriosis, and that is absolutely the case for most women. And really, the jogging only happens on my good days, if I'm honest. Um, mm my 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 really bad days where I'm in a lot of pain and I've no energy they are duvet days and don't feel guilty about taking duvet days your body is going through something very painful and needs to rest sometimes so don't feel guilty about doing that um and then also I would suggest uh, I I often do um these thermal packs when my cramps are very bad and again mm-hmm. there's instructions in my book on how to do it um mm-hmm. And it, it really helps with the cramps. Um, but I would I would always suggest if you need to take painkillers, that's your decision. Um, but I, most doctors, as well as myself, I, I would never recommend long-term pain management to be left with uh, painkillers because mm-hmm. they can really cause damage to your stomach and there's loads of other side effects. I was starting to get very bad pains in my stomach from the painkillers. So it took a while, but I gradually weaned myself off them. And I just tried to concentrate on the yoga and, yeah, really simple exercises like jogging. Okay. And do you have to go back to some more surgery or what's the future look like for you in terms of keeping things under control? So uh, I have spoken to my gynecologist, Dr. Kroon, in the Blackrock Clinic, and I'm due to go in in the next two months for a catch-up. Mm-hmm. That catch-up might end up in me having a third laparoscopy because the pain recently has been worsening. Okay. Uh, if I need to have keyhole surgery, I, I absolutely am open to it um, mm-hmm. if it's going to help and just relieve the discomfort I, I have at the moment. I... I believe there is a maximum number of laparoscopies that a doctor or a gynecologist wishes to perform, which I oh, think wow. is four, um, wow. because just because of, of scar tissue, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I would be going in if I have mine for my third one, and I, I do get a lot of relief from from it. And usually, it takes up to about a year for my symptoms to fully reappear because, unfortunately, there is no solution that's going to permanently get rid of the lesions they will continue to grow back um, okay. always sometimes doctors suggest taking the contraceptive pill to ease your symptoms however because of my um, past experience with anxiety I can't actually take hormonal substances so I, I can't I can't use that method to help me well aren't you a little bit worried about if after doing your fourth one what happens next like yes. No oh, <laughs> absolutely. I'm am, so yeah. Not to mention that I'm just so worried. I go, oh, goodness, what do you do then? I guess so, it's something to um, think about for the future. <laughs> for the future, yeah. I mean, if it came to it and I had finished having my children, 
Mm. If they suggested a hysterectomy, uh, if it got extremely bad, it's actually, mm. bizarrely, a hysterectomy is not a cure for endometriosis. Wow. The, 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 the lining of the womb actually continues to grow. Um, studies wow. have been done. It continues to grow on the organs. They, they still, doctors and researchers have not come up with a solution. A hysterectomy will not solve it completely. But it may be an option if it gets extremely bad. Wow, um, that is scary. To, to that is so I know, scary. absolutely. It's it's bizarre. It really is bizarre. But uh, apparently, it is it's true from from research that they've done, especially in America. They're particularly strong with research over there. And I mm. read um, a published article about how these uh, post-menopausal women who had had. Uh, laparoscopies and had been studied there in some cases the endometriosis had returned um, and was growing on their organs again that is no that is really wow that is so scary mm-hmm. sorry not post-menopausal um, post mm-hmm. uh, post hysterectomy sorry okay okay so that's still scary I know it's still scary isn't it your post um, when a post and you still like, you're not supposed to be seeing a period anymore and you're still having things growing it's just, it's just so scary no matter which way you look at it wow absolutely so, absolutely yes. tell us about this book um, so just for the listeners out there who would like to get a, a copy of it first of all tell us what it's about what, what they can find inside it and then where they can where they can actually get access to it so uh, it's free on Amazon and it's called 25 Years of Endometriosis, A Guide to Symptoms, Diagnosis and Treatment. It is a very long title, but it's actually a very concise book. Um, It's really a handy guide to take you through symptoms, diagnosis and then treatment options. So I I didn't want to read it, I didn't want it to read like a novel. So really it's just simple to read, go to um, pamphlet of information that I've collected including supplements to help you uh, getting properly diagnosed and your treatment options as well as okay. the vast array of symptoms um, that can come with this with this disease um, some people don't like referring to it as a disease or an illness but uh, in, in my eyes it is and um, it just it, it needs more absolutely more research and more attention paid to it to do justice to these women around the world who are suffering on a daily basis mm-hmm. and then what what sort of final advice um, can you give to all, all of our ladies who are listening here um, based on obviously all of the vast experience what would you advise them to do so first of all I would like people to know that they're absolutely not alone it can sometimes feel it's so debilitating it's it can feel like you're moaning to everyone in your life constantly and you're not it's not in your head even if doctors use that term ghost pains that's it's ridiculous it's a very debilitating illness and you need to be kind to yourself I would absolutely advise first of all if you even suspect that this possibly could be what you are suffering from go to your GP and just say the word or say can you refer me to someone who can tell me if I have endometriosis and let's just get that box ticked let me get diagnosed or you can rule it out if you do have it there are plenty of options 
and there's so much support now through Twitter groups. There's ladies all around the world um, who are coming together on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, there has been very upsetting posts where people we have been talking with around the world um, have found that they're not being listened to and they're suffering with anxiety and pain every day and um, they're they're in a really bad place so just please know that you're not on your own and um, I am absolutely open to anyone wanting to contact me directly and having a rant or just crying down the phone or whatever what, or ask me any question I don't care if you think it's personal or too intimate or whatever ask me and if I know the answer or have some kind of experience to share I will share it um, also just absolutely rely on your family and friends um, obviously they care about you and try to explain to them in as much detail what is involved in this illness if you have been diagnosed with it so that they understand what you're going through in more depth and that you're not um, either you might feel you're being moany or you're complaining constantly you're not um, so please just feel that the pain is valid it's caused by something very unpleasant and if you can try to spread awareness by, by growing your social network or um, even just I've, I've tried to get into my, the school that I used to go to just to to share the knowledge and just talk to girls from age eight, 16 to 18 and mm. say listen if you have these symptoms um, if your periods are excruciating that's not normal um, please the earlier you get diagnosed the better outcome yep exactly that's brilliant. And thanks ever so much for joining us today. That was a really big eye-opener. And um, hopefully, if it is, we have only one person today. We've, we've helped a lot. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. And ladies, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your, your evening. And enjoy thanks the rest so much, of your Albert. <laughs> thank you. And again, thank you, ladies, for listening. And... Um, let's spread the word and hopefully this disease can be eliminated in the very near future. Thanks guys. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.